0: Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey, and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying, and I can't wait to help you out. So let's get started. In the last episode, we reviewed considerations to make when buying a car, and I alluded to this episode where we're gonna cover the reasons you may want to consider selling or keeping your current car. The recent market has certainly made it far more tempting to sell a car, but if you're gonna be buying one to replace it, you're likely to offset those benefits. And the debate has always been there, as a car starts to show its age with diminishing value and increasing costs, not to mention the added concerns when using an older car for long trips or the reality that some of the safety equipment advances made over the past decade are all very worthwhile. So in this next segment, we're gonna start off with considerations from the recent market as they seem to continue to be lingering a bit longer than I think a lot of us expected. And after that, we're gonna discuss some of the considerations and the scenarios that will always be present when you're trying to decide if it's wise for you to keep your current car or move on to something new. So let's get started. If you've had an extra car that you could afford to live without in the last couple of years, it's pretty likely that you've either already sold it or realized that you just about couldn't afford not to sell it. The market has been doing unheard of things and the values of cars have increased and stayed high for a long time. And if you're one of the lucky ones who had that extra car You were probably pretty pleased to see a real return on your investment, something you don't often see when selling a car, especially if you've had it for a little while. Maybe you even made money off of the car from when you purchased it and you got use out of it during that whole time. So if you're listening to this and you've been debating if you should go ahead and sell that car, that fits those characteristics and you haven't yet I'll just say this is a little nudge to seriously consider it as long as you're in that situation where you really could just go without that car. There's a good chance the market will turn around at some point in the near future or return to a bit more of a normal state And when that happens, you might be running the risk of losing thousands of dollars. Depending on the car you have, it could be tens of thousands of dollars from what you might gain if you were to sell the car now. However, most people don't just have spare cars sitting around that don't get used or serve a purpose enough to justify just releasing a car to make money. The last episode got into a lot of the considerations that you'd make if you're having to buy a car in the current market, including those where you may benefit from the value of your current one, but lose those gains, or at least offset them, with the purchase of its replacement. So while these increases in car values can create some dramatic gains for the seller, They can also complicate the decision to sell or keep a car you currently own. If you're not in the situation where you just have an extra car to sell, and you know that the value of your car is as good as it's ever going to be at this point, you may still be considering it. Well, is it wise? Does it make sense for me to sell this car now because it's at its peak if I have to buy something else? And one of the big things I would say here is if you already love your current car, if you've done a great job keeping it well-maintained and in good shape, it makes it a little harder because while you might get the absolute maximum amount uh, for your car in selling it now, it also puts you in a situation where the car you buy to replace it is the unknown, that replacement car, let's say it's also a used car, you have no idea what the actual history has been. Obviously, there's cases where it it may be more clear if you buy from a one owner and they have great service history and it's clearly never been wrecked. There are a lot of things that you can do as a car shopper, as a buyer, to try to make sure that you're buying the right car. But it still puts out that variable. You know what you have with your current car. And if you get rid of it and pay just as much over what maybe the future value of your next purchase should be because of the market as you gained from selling your car, then it washes out. So it becomes less of a consideration at that point. And the reality there is, if you're going to buy another car and you do find yourself in something that hasn't been well-maintained or is a little bit rough, you may be really regretting moving on from the car that you've taken good care of only to set yourself backward, essentially, for a potential short-term financial gain. Not to mention, just in entering into the car selling and buying process kind of creates its own headaches and and costs and challenges that all have to be considered before you decide to move forward with that. In the next segment, I'm going to move on from this current climate, which is a bit uh, wild, and we're going to look more into that sort of ongoing debate that will always be relevant. To help you make these decisions based on current and future needs no matter what the car market looks like keeping a car for a long time is good financial decision the costs for maintenance over the years certainly add up but they pale in comparison to the amount you'll spend if you're buying new cars every few years, just because you don't like to keep cars for a long period of time, or you don't like to deal with the cars as they age and need a little bit more upkeep and repairs and maintenance. If you ask any financial planner, they're gonna suggest things like buying a good car that's well within your means, Financing it if the rates are low because you may be able to make more investing uh, that cash that you could put out and keeping it as long as possible because all those months that it then is paid off and you're not making car payments give you the opportunity to use that money elsewhere to invest it and make yourself money or at least put it into an account to accrue interest and therefore make it even easier for you when you decide you want to get another car in the future. So generally speaking, that's why it's always been put out there that keeping a car and maintaining it well for a longer period of time is the most cost-effective way to go about car ownership. However, as cars age and they accumulate miles, they will inevitably need more repairs and maintenance and monitoring. I love the idea of daily driving an older car. Maybe it's one of my favorites from the 90s or even earlier. But there are a lot of things to consider if you plan on doing this. Keeping an older car around means you're going to run into challenges with things like parts availability, and the costs of those parts can start to really increase over time. It presents challenges that wouldn't be an issue when a car is only five or 10 years old. And that might mean that you have a fairly minor repair that is actually just keeping your car off the road unusable for an extended period of time. Or the cost to do that repair might start to really make you question if it's continuing to be worth it. It might actually be greater than the market value of your car. And those issues have always been factors for anyone who tries to keep a car around for a long time whether it's because they just love that car or because they know that it's generally the cheapest way to go about car ownership. The law of diminishing returns is often mentioned when you come up against a big repair on an older car, though. A frequently used recommendation that I believe is pretty sound is to add up the costs that you've been incurring over, let's say, a year, and compare that to what a monthly payment would be on a newer car. So while it may not be costing you $400 every single month, you might have had a $1,200 repair, and then you might go six months before you need a $200 fix. If that's the extent of the outside of just super standard maintenance items that you're pouring into the car, then you can just look at what that total is and divide it up throughout the year. And it gives you a pretty clear picture of what are you paying to own this car on a monthly basis compared to what a new car that has a warranty and won't have those unexpected expenses may cost you. Usually after you've had a car for five or eight years, if it's that age or older, that's when you do start to see some of the more expensive repairs start showing up. And that's when people really start to consider this situation of, am I reaching the point where this older car is costing me more than I'm really getting out of it? Is it no longer the good financial decision to continue to keep this car? So in the next segment, I'm going to cover a few insights on that conundrum. Hopefully it will help answer some of those tough questions for you. You've really loved this car for many years, and you haven't had any reason to think about getting another one. And then one day, you're riding in the tow truck with your 10- or 15-year-old car behind you, heading to the shop, and this time you're going to find out that it's going to cost a few thousand dollars to get it back on the road. At this point, you've already had a few other expenses, and you've been thinking... Maybe we're reaching a point where it's not worth it for me to continue dumping money into this car. And if you've had one major issue, there's probably a few others that you've been sort of seeing come up. And that's when I think it's really wise again to look back over recent history and look at what seems to be on the horizon for you. And if those costs are getting to the point where it's going to be more than a monthly payment on average throughout the course of a year for you to continue to keep that car on the road, it is definitely a good point to consider some other options. And one of the really important things that I want to talk about in this episode is the idea that you've already been in a car that's been good for you or at least has has covered your needs and has helped you to make some good financial decisions by keeping it for a longer period of time. But as you do that, as you have a car that you're maintaining well and you're trying to just ride it out for a while, I think it's worth starting to plan and starting to think about what those next steps will be, because there will come a time where you reach that point of, I have to do something. I can no longer afford to keep, you know, funneling money into this car only to see it asking more from me in two or three or four months time. I definitely think that's the point when the average owner of a car who isn't mechanically capable enough to do lots of the repairs themselves should consider that next vehicle purchase. And part of the benefit of thinking ahead at this point is that it allows you to start making payments to an account that can become your car savings account. It might mean that you have a two or three or $400 repair that comes up and you just take out of that to get it resolved because you need a little more time. But it helps you to start to understand what is a monthly payment that you're comfortable putting aside into this account? What can you really pay every month toward a car, and still be comfortable with the rest of your finances. And as you're doing so, you're going to be adding funds to this account, which can then be used to help you significantly offset whatever that next purchase may be. If you've been thinking about this for a couple of years, and you've started putting money aside, maybe You've had to dip into that fund from time to time for repair along the way. But you will definitely have a nice accrued balance that you can then use toward your next purchase. And as I talked about in the last episode, if you are thinking ahead about what you want out of a car, what you can accomplish with a car... With certain budget or to to suit your needs and your desires, you're going to start to really narrow the search for what that next one may be. And when the time comes that that unexpected repair pops up, you're going to be in a much better position to make that next step to sell that car or maybe you're even able to sell it before it's really in need of those significant expenses. And I also want to point out, I'm not trying to advocate for someone dumping a car on an unassuming buyer who will have no idea that there's a major issue that's going to pop up in, you know, the next few weeks, something that you are just keeping yourself from having to pay for. I think it's completely fair, however, to sell a used car with the understanding that you've done a few repairs recently and you've reached a point where you are not wanting to continue to do the repairs on this car and you're ready for something new. A lot of the people who buy a car like that are in a position where it's maybe the, the best thing they can possibly get, or maybe they even have the mechanical knowledge and know-how to do some of those repairs themselves. And I think that's when it's a good scenario of releasing that car that you've enjoyed and you've loved to another buyer, someone who will own it with that understanding that it's reaching the point where there's gonna be some repairs so that they can then go into it with that knowledge. I see it as basically a win-win situation because it might get them the most car that they can possibly afford, uh, if they're especially if they're in a situation where they have the capacity to handle repairs, and you're able to move on from that car and make a decision to go purchase the next car in a more flexible environment. You can focus on getting the car you want, which you can then do the same thing you've done with this last one. You can keep it well-maintained, take good care of it, enjoy it for years, and make a really good financial decision on top of just enjoying your car more. So just as the last episode covered some of the considerations that I would like to see people make to help them buy the next car better. I hope this episode has helped to cover some of the situations you may find yourself in as you own a car and you're thinking about when is the right time for me to sell it. I also know that there isn't a lot of guidance available to you if you go into a dealership or you're looking to go consider options and figure out what's the best next step for you to consider. And that's where my consulting services can come into play. If you would like the experience of having a one-on-one personal consultation that focuses strictly on understanding what your current situation needs and desires and budget look like, and trying to help you to plan ahead and to make some really wise decisions as you continue on as a car owner, I would love it if you would reach out and see if there's a service that I provide that might be really helpful for you. I know that those can be great investments for car owners to help them be prepared and save a lot of money in the long term. And if you'd like to learn more about those services, check out my website at thepropercar.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the underscore proper underscore car. Reach out to me on there or through email at podcast at thepropercar.com with any questions, any future episode topics you'd like for me to cover, feedback about the podcast or anything else that I may be able to help you with. Thanks again for listening and until next time, enjoy the drive.